Boston walked in the frame, out of the frame, back in the frame, back out of the frame, turned around, looked at you, and took a selfie. This is Skipper Albert Awall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the 3BC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you are listening to AWOL Airwaves on the 3BC. And now, here's today's river tip from Skipper Bill of the Congo Connie. Bill says if you're going to listen to Three Sheets, make sure you grab a drink, flash some skin, and keep the kids away from the hippo. Thanks, Bill. And finally, passengers requesting that Cheetahs tone down the debauchery should be referred directly to the booking office, where they will receive immediate medical treatment. Fuck that little pig. I know it sounds sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice delicious. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode fifty seven of Three Sheets to the Mouse. Tonight, we're three average guys with a love for all things Disney. And joining me this week with with power and electricity are two guys who love their electricity. Mikey. You know they say with power comes great electricity. I think. (laughs) Trenton. Did uh, Tesla say that? Who who said that? Uh, Elon. Elon. Ooh, Elon Musk. Elon, did, did you say that right before he sent his dildo collection into space? Or I don't think that that's ever gone into someone's back door. Oh, I I was confused. I saw an article about him sending something into space. I just quit. I just quit paying attention. We're here to talk to you about Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, grab a uh, big wave Kona ale, something like that. And enjoy the adult side of Disney with three sheets to the mouse. Uh, so there's there's a there's a good reason why we started this show off with a little bit of power and a little bit of electricity. Unfortunately, uh, the nor'eastern that hit the the East Coast, the new the New York tri-state area, uh, it has it has uh, stopped the lives of uh, Tim and Adams functioning electricity. Also, they're running water. And they're running water, so that's that's a thing. Um, so they're unfortunately they they cannot join us tonight, but we'll have them back next week, and hopefully they'll have power by next week. But there is a uh, a betting pool to see which one eats the other one first. So <laughs> I, I think they're actually um being tacked by Discovery for producing like the next you know um, frontier wilderness reality show of uh, of those. It two. kind of is. <laughs> Cooking beans over a kerosene <laughs> heater. <laughs> he couldn't find one. Yeah, he did. They, oh, he did? Yeah, he oh, eventually did. Well, he did. Looky there. But no, they did cook hot dogs over their over their wood burning fireplace. <laughs> so they got that going for him. It really it really is like man versus wild in uh, their own I, living it, room. It's man versus mild, Scott. I mean it's not quite man <laughs> versus true. wild. As wild as it got was I think Tim had to melt snow to flush the toilet. That's pretty Me- wild. Meanwhile you've got Adam at work today 
charging his phone for all it's worth, going home with 100% like a bouse. <laughs> He's like making fun of Tim. He's like, look at this shit, motherfucker. I was on Wi-Fi. Fucking Wi-Fi. And he got to take a hobo shower in the bathroom in the sink. This is true. Mikey, what are you drinking? I've got a, uh, a little pour of Smoky Joe, and I'm, I'm drinking it in uh, my, uh, my chilling like a villain wine glass that was left <laughs> here um, because I've got pretty well all of my other Glen Cairns and what have you packed up because I'm moving out this week. So yes! uh, this is the only thing that wasn't packed up, and I'm drinking some Smoky Joe. So I'm, uh, I am, I'm tongue-punching the devil's fart box tonight, guys. You're not oh, drinking that not shit near. that I had, because that's the fucking devil's asshole. It's not Ardbeg. Ugh. It is smoky, though. I will say, um, that's a budget whiskey at Total Wine, and it is, for for the price, I mean, I'd put that I'd put that up there with, you know, a drinkable quality like Laphroaig 10, Ardbeg, and uh, Balnell and Peated. I don't think Triton, you're not I mean, selling Triton on this, Scott. No, I'm not. Yeah, no, I mean, it's very light. It, it, looks like, it looks like a white wine. Mm. <laughs> not like that See, shit. Trenton, it, it, Trenton was all excited for that white wine, and then it was... Uh, yeah, it's, it's like a white dude, wine that if... that tasted like... That tasted like 409 mixed with fucking charcoal. It's... Look, and that's and that's a peated whiskey for you. I mean, that's, that's not for everybody. It's not for everyone. It shouldn't be for anybody. It just means no one's going to oh, ask man, for another so drink when they come by to visit me. <laughs> this is you true. Stock, stock your vault with peated whiskey, and you won't have a problem. No one's going to mooch off you, unless they like they'll, they'll get the one drink, which I'll give them, and they'll take the drink. Oh, I don't like that. I'm like, good, I'll take the glass back from them, so now I don't have to pour my own. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. <laughs> I have mooched the moocher. Uh, so, Trent, what are you drinking tonight? I am actually uh, drinking the aforementioned uh, Big Wave Golden Ale. Nice. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, it's, I like that one a lot. I think it's my second favorite to Hanalei. Did he say aforementioned? Aforementioned. Oh. It's um, a big word that yeah. he's talked about before, Mikey. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Previous, previously spoken of. Um, I, I do like that one. I... For me, I think Hanalei is a good summer beer. I don't think I could drink that in the winter. Longboard Lager is just something I could drink all year round. I have a couple of those in the fridge too. That might that might make an appearance later. I have to be on my toes, so I got to be up pretty early tomorrow. So, yeah. Um, tonight I've got uh, I've got in, in honor of Tim because the last time I had a bottle of this, we actually bottled down in a night. Uh, Elijah Craig Small Batch. It's really good, really smooth, dolphin smooth. Can't complain. I, I, I used to yeah. could do a better dolphin a long time ago, but it's just they fight too much now. God, I hope so. Couldn't get any worse than that. <coughs> I could, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you could do much worse than that dolphin impersonation. Uh, have you heard my pig? Yeah. The, the, the middle. <laughs> have we heard your what? My pig. <laughs> yeah, we have actually. <laughs> We're still trying to forget it.
this week, you know, we didn't we didn't want really want to get into too much uh, too much good fun. We had a show planned for tonight, but it requires all five of us to be here, so we'll uh, we'll take that up next week. So tonight, it's time for a little ask me anything, and uh, we've invited you guys in the Facebook group at facebook.com/group/three-sheets to come and ask us anything, get to know us a little bit better, get to know the three of us, check out our, you know, we're gonna drop some knowledge about. Uh, some personal knowledge and uh, hopefully some Disney knowledge too. So, on with the questions. Um, first one's for Trent. <laughs> so, Mr. Shan Nichols, he wanted to know if you needed a little girl lunchbox. If you needed a new little girl lunchbox, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. did did you bring the little girl lunchbox on the road with you? I did not, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. It is. It's a it's a damn shame. But I have a fr- uh, a refrigerator like. 10 feet from me right now in this hotel room so so you've upgraded yeah i have an entire well <laughs> um so shan wants to know if you had to choose a little girl's lunchbox would you choose sophia the first no no a trio no, wait hold on he didn't he didn't specify which ones he just sent a picture i picked the star wars yeah. lunchbox in the bottom right corner that's not a little girl's lunchbox you don't know that you don't don't assume what what little girls like I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to gender bias assign or assume anything. But he picked. He picked three. He picked three for you, and you have to choose one. <sighs> so it is a. It is Sophia the first. A trio of Disney princesses. Um, that's uh, Rapunzel, Cinderella, and Belle. Or Anna and Elsa. Well, while we're being a hundred percent honest, I don't know who the fuck Sophia the first is. You need um, to go to Hollywood and find. Yeah. She's the, the 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 big draw there. For breakfast. Yeah. yeah, she's a big draw there. I've heard the food there is bad, and I don't want to see them. No. no. Oh, no, the food there is actually it's good. It's a great food buffet. There is really good. It is a yeah. lot of fun. It is the funnest buffet on property, with or without kids. You'll get up, and you'll be dancing with Handy Manny. You go to that Hollywood and find breakfast. Well, I feel like anybody who knows me knows that I'm going to pick Frozen here. Because it's better than Moana. No, it's better than Tangled. It's not better than Moana. Can we focus on the fact that they've got the three princesses they want to use is... Two classics and and a current gen. Yeah, is strange. Well, no, well, uh, see, I don't, uh, I don't really consider Belle a classic. Classic for me is like Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella. No, uh... the 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 Little Mermaid, Belle, that generation is like the 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 Renaissance of Disney, like the rebirth of Disney animation. And then the new gen is like all of the the Disney princesses now. See, I would, I, I would consider the div. No, I, I think I think the dividing line is, and this is good. The, the, well, I, you can't say that because Tiana. And and Pocahontas. See, I, I would even consider Pocahontas to be as old as Belle for some reason. Also, not a princess. Yeah. She's a chief's daughter. Well, they are. I mean, they're like what four years apart. I don't know. So is Little Mermaid classic? To me. Yeah, I, I think I'm with Mikey on that one. I think the first non-classic princess is what... I honestly have to... I, I think... I, to, to, to me, I think it's Pocahontas. Um, just because they went with a name grabbed for the uh, lead character. Instead of Disney using like people you didn't really know who they were necessarily to do voices. So you're saying that starts the, the divide? And I'm not saying that's why. Character. I'm just saying... That's I know I guess I am saying that's why, but I just I don't, I don't know I I don't know for me it's 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 when was Mulan because I don't even consider Mulan to be a uh, 1998 no it was like 98 99 
us? No. Mulan? Shan, um, thanks for the question and the derailment. <laughs> Already. It was 98. Right. But but these are yeah. these are real questions that need to be asked because you know, where do you where do you draw the line in what's a classic Disney character versus what's a new gen, current gen, next that's, gen? You know, that's interesting. You know, when when does that uh when is that decision made, you know? Cuz cuz I, I I kind of struggle myself right now when I'm thinking about it cuz I want to say that it's just everything that's cell shaded, but I don't I don't think of Pocahontas as as a classic, or I would even go so far as to not call it a classic, but a core Disney princess, maybe. Um, there we go. I would call I would call Belle a core Disney princess. I would. To me, I think classics are the older films in the '50s, '60s. Probably cut it off at the really the '70s because the '70s didn't really add any Disney. Which which is a shame. I would like to see some reboots of Disney princess that took place in the '70s. The 1970s, the not the. Just punk rock and cocaine. Okay, then. I think there was cocaine <laughs> in the 70s. Yeah. So, all right. There was um, a disco yeti in the Stephan- 70s. There was. Uh, Stephanie Wisenhunt wants to know, should I be worried about these questions? Yes. I'm kind of worried since I don't know what my husband That's will a say. question. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Brian Adams Jr. wants to know, what do you guys do for a living? Who wants to go first? Uh, I'm not doing damn thing right now. No, that is not <clears throat> I'm true. I'm selling shit at themagicalmeltdown.com. Whether it's something you wear or something Bingo. you drink out of. <laughs> um, <laughs> just because I've been, for the last, you know, since November, I've been dealing with Boston and what everything going on in Houston. But before that, I was doing some uh, woodworking carpentry construction stuff at a, uh, at a factory, building uh, trash cans for... Uh, a place. I'm not going to name the name of the particular um, restaurant, but I understand they have the meats there. Mm. And and the oven mitts. I miss that guy. I thought that was uh, Hamburger Helper. No, no, the oven mm-hmm. mitt, the Ar- the Arby's, Arby's oven mitt. Yeah, they yeah. had an oven mitt too. Oh. Yeah, it was fun. It was a funny ad campaign. I used to work at Arby's. Yeah. I I did some yeah, work in the London. No, in the same Oh, the St. Louis. St. Louis. <laughs> um, Trent. I, um, I do HVAC work. I uh, used to do uh, just like uh, commercial building handyman stuff. I worked at a brewery, but I've recently left both of those ventures to become an, an uh, commercial HVAC tech. For the upgrade, upgrade. Moving on up. I am actually an attorney. I, I'm an attorney here in New Jersey. I do uh, I do mostly insurance defense, um, municipal work kind of thing. So uh, nothing sexy. I am not um, I'm not gonna be on court TV anytime soon. But it's it's a job I actually do love. Believe it or not, uh, it's tiring, but it's it's fun, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I would also advise anybody who is thinking about becoming a lawyer: don't do it. It's a lot. It's a pain in the ass sometimes. Yeah, what's it like being a two-lawyer household? These guys just want to just kill each other all the time. Or? No, you know what? Honestly, um, if if I wasn't married to uh, Andrea to to another, I, I don't know if I could marry a non-lawyer. I I think that both of us understand having us both be both be lawyers. 
it allows us to understand why why we have to work late why we're so busy and it's it's you know just a way for us to kind of understand each other's schedule so um and they can argue through that, notaries that being said yes actually <laughs> well we we technically are both notaries anyways um that being said uh our our arguments are hysterical they're um you know everything you could think that two lawyers would argue about i tell you what i think is hysterical you referenced court tv Yes, yeah, that's, been, a thing that's been gone for a hot minute, sir. I'm old. No, dude. you're not. I'm thirty. I'm thirty. I'm gonna be thirty-six. Scott, you're, you're you're like I'm that old. guy who's trying to seem hip by using youngsters lingo, but you have no <laughs> idea. You're like every nurse that tries to talk to my son about video <laughs> games. And so, do you play Super Mario Brothers? It's it's called True TV. <laughs> <laughs> True TV, yeah, you won't There's see. There's really that. not a hell of a lot of court on there anymore, anyway. It's a lot like that music television. But snapped. I, I will say, when we watched the uh, American Crime Story, the um, O.J. Simpson thing last year, it was uh, it was kind of funny because we did start analyzing the actual case of it. Did so, you give Marsha a call? We, we, oh, she botched that case so bad. Well, she got her own show out of it now, so there's that. She did. She did. Um, uh, we'll, we'll we'll come back to Brian Adams' second one. We don't want to blow his load in one in one sec, uh, segment. Now, if he's got a third Ebony question, Hines, I'm going to hold you accountable. Okay. Uh, Ebony Hines uh, asked, "What do each of you think is the most underrated Disney attraction of all time, past or present?" So, Trenton, mm-hmm. what would your most underrated attraction? This was actually kind of hard for me. Uh, This is hard. I went with Dinosaur. I feel like it gets overpassed so often in Animal Kingdom because, especially now with Pandora, you're fast-passing a Pandora ride, you're fast-passing Everest, and you're fast-passing the Safari. Where does that leave you with Dinosaur? No, you're right. You're right. And it's a great ride. It's one of my favorite rides. I think it's Andrea's... I would probably say it's andrea's favorite ride yeah it's a lot of fun i mean watching everybody scream as the dinosaur shoots out or at the end right when it comes at you or it's um <clears throat> I, I would say that's probably the most underrated just just because i feel like it's the ride that always gets kind of passed over because of the location not only in the park but the other attractions that are in the park oh i agree absolutely Maybe they should move it to, like, Hollywood Studios. It'd make, it'd make more sense there, I think. Yeah. It, yeah, so I just asked Andrea. Dinosaur is her third favorite ride uh, in the entire Disney world. So that's saying something. That's saying something. Uh, Mikey, how about you? Well, I mean, when, when you say what's underrated or even underappreciated, I still think that people still ride the underrated rides, but for whatever reason it doesn't resonate very well. And, and he, he, he said attraction, right? It's not necessarily a mm-hmm. ride. Not a ride. Doesn't have to be um, a ride. Could be a show. Man, I, I really, I really liked flights of wonder. It, for, for me, it was surprisingly good. The, the bird show. Yes. Uh, you know what? I guess that would be underrated because I've never done it. it I had, well, no, 
I haven't done it in probably about 15 years, I should say. They the they had, you know, the, the comedy shtick routine um of the guy who was there as the you know, the prankster, the the comic relief guy um who, wa- mm-hmm. who accidentally wanders up on stage and whatever and has to interact with the birds. It it, it it's stupid corny jokes that if you enjoy the Jungle Cruise humor that is 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 like right in line with the corny Jungle Cruise humor. Um, and then just the overall intelligence and training of these birds. I mean, their wings ain't clipped. They're flying, okay? So it... Their wings will clip you, though. Yes, they will, as will the... The the chicken has large talons. (laughs) But, uh, I I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's, it's... The problem with it is that it's an animal kingdom, so it doesn't even... Doesn't matter how much shade you put over something, it's it's balls-ass hot. And yeah, they got a bunch of fans, but it's it's still it's still hot. Um, balls ass hot. Yeah, that's or pretty balls hot. Balls ass that's hot. Pretty man. hot. Haven't you, have you ever been sitting in a truck and you know your business is hanging down so low you accidentally sit on it like a hen hatching eggs and it just sits there and it gets all sweaty because your seeds are tucked up underneath your. Okay, well that's balls ass hot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so right. hot when you get out, your 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 mud flap is still stuck to the bumper. All right. Uh, the visuals this week are brought to you by Mikey Weisenhut. In Technicolor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, um, I th- I think Tiki Room. I think Tiki Room is such an underrated attraction. Maybe in I, 1970. Uh, well, I just think it's 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 lost in today's society because I, I feel like today's society has a maximum attention span of about three and a half minutes. Um, it's a wonderful show with great music written by Disney legends. I just I, I, I don't know. I love the fact that it's one of, you know, Walt had his hand on that. Um, and that dates, you know, that goes all the way back to his. Uh, his honeymoon in New Orleans where he found this or a vacation in New Orleans where he found this this animatronic bird uh, and then he bought it brought it back to California and said hey guys make a shit ton of these and you know what his Imagineer said <laughs> yeah we don't know how well figure it out and that's the beauty of it I, I just I don't know it was always supposed to be this like it's like escape to a foreign land for, for Walt. And uh, it's just, to me, I think it's lost on society today. So my honorable mention was the indie show. We had honorable mentions? <laughs> I mean, it was between Dinosaur and Indiana Jones for that one. The, in, the indie show is very good. I will say that. But I feel like a lot of people don't appreciate it. Well, it's you know what? It's got weird times. It's not a continuously running show. They, they break it up from time to time. And so unless you plan for it, it's hard to just say, let me stop in and do that. We watched it, finally, because I wanted to watch it on our first trip, and, and it, we missed it. But I made a point. Well, I don't give a shit what we do all day long in the Hollywood. I'm going to see Indiana Jones. And we snuck yeah. in there, got to watch it. it. It is. It's a lot of fun. It's 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 well rehearsed. Um, if, if you've never seen it, don't YouTube it. Just just go ahead no. and, and just go, go for it. You will enjoy it so much. Many more much betters. You can't feel that heat on your face if you. Holy you it. shit! It is hot. Oh, <laughs> when that plane blow that when the plane blows up. Yeah. 
Oh man, that that yeah. And you're and you're probably a good what, 100 feet away from the plane? If not And more. you feel it. <laughs> and you feel it. It's I would say it was it's probably actually more entertaining than Lights Motors action was. Yes. I mean, granted you got fast cars you know, and, and a lot more explosions I think in Lights Motors action, but you got real people doing real things where they could get really 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 hurt. They don't have row cages around their bodies. Um, all right, so Matt Holmes asked, Considering the cost of good drinks and good food, how much money should a family on a budget bring each day for a Disney World trip? All right, so, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do it kind of as, as what my budget is. Uh, we're a family of three. Uh, we generally allot about $200 per day for food and drinks. That's exactly what I said. That's, that's probably what we, what we aim to, to budget for. Um, 200 bucks a day for food and drinks. You can, you can get yourself a pretty, pretty good meals for that, for that amount and pretty good drinks too. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly that literally what I, I wrote in my notebook. I said 200 to 250 a day, depending on how big yeah. you want to be. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can, you can still be pretty bougie on 200 bucks a day per person. Uh no no for the fam- for my family of three we do about two hundred bucks. I said two hundred per person. Yeah, this oh, guy well, over here is sure. going to them you know double credit restaurants every night and getting the wagyu wow. and. No, but if you get three drinks, that's already going to be what fifty bucks. Twelve twelve fifty. I I think a drink for twelve fifty you can probably find readily anywhere. Most of those mixed drinks are twelve fifty. The, the the margaritas at at La Cava are like. Between eleven and fourteen. Okay, I mean, and then you go to say Rose and Crown for dinner. Between the two of you, it's gonna be what after tip one fifty. Yeah, actually, you're yeah, you're right. Probably two fifty. So. Just bring all the money. Yeah, all the money, Mikey. What would you say? <laughs> I don't answer this question because I'm not in charge of that at home. I don't. <laughs> no, I have no idea how much we budget and how much we spend on our trips. All I know is that I got there, I had a good time, and I came back. Yeah. You can't put a price on fun. Yeah, that's true, and especially if you're going on an irregular basis once a year, or uh, once every other year. Um. I don't want to do this, but there is a book about saving for Walt oh, Disney World. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. You can't do that. You can't do that. You I'm can't do that. I'm not going to, but take little things out of your life. You know, take little, take little, little steps out of your own life. Um, Don't eat some days. No, well, not that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, Matt. It, it's it's this simple, and this it's like it's, it's taking something out of your life, but it's something you're going to get back. Go sell yes. your plasma. You can go <laughs> once every six weeks or so. And uh, you'll have easily enough to handle the extras. I would say whatever you think you would spend, add budget, add twenty percent to it. Yes. And um, if you stick to your if you stick to your budget, that's that's super. You don't have to get into that twenty percent. You'll come home twenty percent richer. Not really I, though. Look, yeah, I've never I've never heard of anyone coming back under budget because it's Disney. It's expensive. Yeah, um, never. I hope we didn't answer your question. We kind of did, but I would say I would say anywhere from uh, for a family of three. Well, 
That was actually two because the last time we went, Ethan didn't really have to pay for anything because he was under three. Uh, I would probably say for our next trip in November, we'll probably budget two fifty to two seventy-five to maybe actually probably three hundred for each day for the whole family. So about a hundred bucks a person per day. And if Easy. you don't eat, you can just drink. Yeah. Um, okay, so Ben Madden, all the way from the UK, uh, asked, he's got three questions. Uh, why is Trenton called Mrs. Nesbitt? So, I can tell that one. And uh, Mrs. Suarez actually answered that one in the thread, it looks like. But um, she's 100% right. When I first joined the group, um, after I heard about it uh, from Resort Loop, when I was listening to that, my intro, just like everybody else gets an intro, was Scott calling me Mrs. Nesbitt and posting a gif of uh, Buzz Lightyear as Mrs. Nesbitt. And uh, rest is history, I guess. Because your last name is Nisbet. Is Nisbet, yes. Yeah, I actually had somebody in a different Facebook group, uh, Disney group, ask me if that was my real name the other day. Yes, I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, yeah, that is is actually actually how that came to be. Can I piggyback off this question? Go for it. Tritton, are you a good guy? The best. (laughs) Okay. I'm the best guy. (laughs) He is a good guy. Um... He also asks, how did Three Sheets to the Mouse come to be? And how has the dynamic changed in the last year? Uh, so, I mean, truth be told, this whole thing came about as Trenton deep throats a beer bottle. Uh, I just this wanted whole you to thing, answer. <laughs> this whole thing came to, came to be through, um, through really Jillian Lassiter, uh, one, of our, one of our sheeters. She had made the mention to another... Uh, another couple people that there would be a great dynamic for a, for a number of us to do a show and it's sort of I'm not sure how we all got together yeah, I still uh, don't know where my name came from on this I, I don't um, ironically I think it was supposed to be like a, a Disney podcast about different people across the country who all came together to talk Disney and um, the name the name I came up with, and I don't know how, because we just decided to do an adult show, and then three sheets to the wind was on on the uh, on my mind, so it, it, that just came to be. Um, but we were, we would all play. Well, some of us would play Battlefront because Mikey doesn't have a PlayStation; he has an Xbox. Uh, but that's where that came across uh, many many years ago. It was about 2015 ish. Early 2015. And not for me, it wasn't. Uh... Mid mid 2015, I think. Was it? Is when we all yeah, we all started like talking about early 2015. No. Yeah. No. Because that's about when we found. When we all started like oh wait no maybe it was 16 16 yeah. early 16. Yeah, because yeah, I would have been dealing with uh, cancer part two in 2015, mid 2015. So it was it was right after your uh, it was. Yeah, I want to say it was 2016, early 2016. Yeah. So how has the dynamic changed in the last year? Um, that is that is a loaded question. Um, I'll answer Mikey. it. Yeah. <clears throat> um. 
Okay, well, first off, he asked how the dynamic changed, not what happened. So, to answer the dynamic changing question, um, while many of a, while four of us had had grown used to everybody and how to podcast and the technology side of it and everything like that, the dynamic changed when Trenton came in, in that we he brought a lot more energy that I think was missing um, in, in in spot number five. And uh, but at the same time, he brought a lot of youthfulness, and part of that youthfulness is being a little rough around the edges. <laughs> so um, we've 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 been learning every week. The the five of us meshing together a little bit, and we're getting much 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 better at uh, at having good um, you know good good talks without uh, without a lot of. Well, we still have a lot of tangents, <laughs> but 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 everybody's participating, and I think that's the biggest change dynamically. Is you know, as I sit here and, and look at uh, three fifths of <laughs> of the hosts, and I <laughs> yeah, say everybody right. participates, and 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 I, I, I but uh, but I think the dynamic has um, has seen an improvement just uh, with uh, with the energy level, except for the episode when he fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> So the energy level was real, real, real high, and then it got to zero. Well, I yeah. didn't conserve the energy that day. <laughs> um, I yeah, I'll I'll piggyback on what Mikey said. Uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely gotten different. It's totally different, and honestly, it's been it's been better. We have we have a a, a new host that is undeniable. Um. It's it's a different it's a totally different style of podcasting. Um, Trenton bring Trenton does bring a youthfulness that I thought I was hip and youth and young and cool, and Trenton comes along and he's all he's like. So if I'm like on the tail end of the millennial spectrum, Trenton's like full on into it, so he can identify with the millennials. But then he's so not millennial. Well, that's because he Although serves he them craft beer. Yeah, that's true. Or used well, to. he's hipsterish. Yeah, no, no, I get what you're saying. So I, I can. <clears throat> you can speak can the language. Kind of identify it, but it's like. Yeah. Not yeah. really like that, he, I guess. Well, and, and this is this is where it's good because when he says things like, "Moana is the greatest movie of all time," mm, I didn't say that, but okay. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I can't remember what. what I oh, said yeah, that Tangled. Frozen was better was than Mo- uh, Tangled. No, and Moana is better than Frozen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can I you know we can we can now have that have a debate about that because I promise you that conversation would not have been brought up at all with the old or the old group. Brian Adams uh, wants to know how often do you go to Disney? And by the way, Brian Adams, I'm I'm sorry. Every time I think, every time I see your name. All I think about is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I thought Brian Adams was the guy that sang that love song in the early '90s. That would the title. Yeah, they used it in Robin Hood. Oh, Everything I do, I do song. it for yeah. you. I can play it on the trumpet. The, the music. <laughs> the mu- I, can, I can play it on my guitar. I love that song. B-C-B-A- I love that movie. Love that song. B A G. Yeah. Just saying. Um, it. Every time I see his name, I think yeah. of Brian Adams, the singer, the Canadian rock singer. Uh, he, he, Brian Adams wants to know how often do you go to Disney? 
So, Trent, why don't you start this one? Um, I have been to Disney three times since June. Uh, now, you're, you're driving distance. Yes. Yeah, we... Yeah. Um, Stephanie works at a bank, so she gets a lot of holidays off. So we will bank go... Bank holidays. I'm sorry? Bank holidays. Yeah, bank holidays. Like, you know, literally anything that's ever fucking happened in history, they're like, yeah, we should take a day off for that. Um, but... We went in June, we went September for Memorial Day, we went for a week in October, uh, we're going back for the next trip in April, and we have two trips planned for this year, one in April and one in November, um, but I'm sure we'll end up going some other times between that. Just because we have annual passes, it's easiest for us to pop down five and a half hours. So. Yeah, we're, I mean, we, we have to fly, we're a 17-hour drive, two and a half hour flight. We try to go at least once every... Um, once a year, once a year for sure, and then we try to go twice a year. That, that's our hope. Uh, since since we just we just joined DVC today, we actually finally signed the contract, so we'll get our membership number in a month, um, or in like three two weeks. We're gonna try and go twice a year. So that's that's our hope for the next uh, for the next fifty years. How many places did you guys buy? One hundred and sixty. Hmm. That's a good good and round number. It's a it's a good number, and then. Um, Hopefully in the next five years we'll uh, we'll add on another hundred. I think two fifty, two sixty is where we want to kind of end up. Sweet spot. That's the sweet spot, Mikey. We've been twice. Mikey is the ultimate keep it Disney in your life, at home, wherever you are. I think he's right. Uh, we've just we've just we've just only been twice. Uh, we, we it, it could have been three times, but it was just you know twice so we went in 2014 and loved it so much that my sister-in-law went in 2015 and we were going to go with them but couldn't and we went uh, last year as a group of 10 so I mean hopefully now that everything is starting to look up well uh Hopefully, this coming November, um, we'll be able be to there be in there. November, and that'll be Sans any children. So, Ooh, but gosh. also I'll be uh, I'll be doing something really cool in October uh, on the cruise with uh, also Sans kids. Also Sans kids. I mean, Sea Match will be there, so I'm thinking everybody is going to have to take care of that toddler as you know the village. <laughs> I think it's going to take a village to raise you, Mikey. I th- no, Scott. You, you don't know me that well. Village can't I've handle seen, this. I've seen you puke up a naked chalupa. Well, I've heard you. Yeah, that's a good microphone. <laughs> no, it was my earbuds. Was... I had my earbuds on. <laughs> yeah. My wireless earbuds. So, yeah, you could... Uh, and, and they're pretty good. You, you were able to pick up all the splatter like a good Foley artist. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, uh, Matt Holmes also has a a very interesting question here. Are the Indiana Jones films the fever dream of Han Solo while frozen in carbonite? Mm. No, they're not. Because Star Wars takes place in a galaxy far, far away a long, long time ago. So he would have absolutely no realm of knowledge for weaponry like that. I mean, guns look like guns, but uh, no. No, I went with no. the same answer. Yeah. I mean, if 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 that's uh, just 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 no, 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. Uh, interesting, Matt, but no. Sorry. Now, is Han Solo a time traveler? The parallel universes version of Indiana Jones. No. Because no, Indy was a, the same universe, just a different galaxy. Uh, in well, you don't know that. Are, are you familiar with string theory? Quantum entanglement, a, quantum leap. No. Oh, this just got deep. Oh boy. Uh, so Ben Madden has another question. What is your favorite slash most special Disney experience? Mine was meeting uh, a bunch of sheeters this year. My, at the uh, at the Tambu Lounge. Yeah, Uncle Tim, Terry, Tim, Adam. Is, Ebony is that Hines. the night you got into a pack and play? Yeah. Or Tim got in the pack and play. Yeah, same night. That was the original Mikey, pack and play incident. No, the second one. That was the second one. The original pack and play was was. Oh Grant no! City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the second coming. Mm-hmm. Mikey, what's your most special? I think my most special moment was when I uh, failed at. Reproposing to Stephanie in front of Cinderella Castle and opened yeah, the epic, ring box. Epic up, fail. Opened the ring box upside down and you could hear the ring tinkle, tink, tink, tink bing, across bing, bing, the bing, bing. Uh, pavement there in the dark on camera because a PhotoPass photographer caught every frame. <laughs> oh, but uh, that's just something special that we'll always, we'll always remember that I just can't function in society like a normal person. Um, mine. I think my I think my most special Disney moment. Um, and Ethan will have no recollection of this because he was one or just about one. The first time I I brought Ethan down Main Street, um, and held him because I have a picture of my dad and I at Main Street in Disneyland when I was about seven months old, six months old. Uh, so that to me was was my my most special moment, holding Ethan on Main Street, walking down Main Street. That was that was really special to me to to have that because because Ethan is a Disney kid through and through. Um, in fact, today we were upstairs in his room uh, with his piggy bank, and we were just counting out money because he's learning about money now and learning how to count. He goes, Dad. Can, can I take you to Disney World with my money? And it definitely got me a little teary-eyed. So that was that's probably my favorite, my most special moment. You said yes, right? Well, yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but he doesn't have to take us to Disneyland or to Disney World. We can. I, I will gladly share every trip with him, and I can't wait to take him again because the kid loves it. Brant Burke. Brant Burke wants to know, what is your favorite Disney-related possession that you have in your home? I mean, I like all my, all my glasses from Magical Meltdown, but I think I like all my art, my artwork that I've uh, accumulated. I'm trying to think. I, you know, for us, we 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 Andrew and I started going and going together in 2010. That was our first trip, and we always buy a coffee mug whenever we go. So I think for me, it's our coffee mug collection. Like we drink every morning. We drink. Uh, we drink coffee out of Disney mugs. Just that's 
Yeah, that's probably our favorite thing. Mikey? This last trip, we, uh, like day one of, of getting to Orlando, I mean, um, we went to go see the grounds of Art Animation that the kids, you know, go out there and see the, the cars section, the little mermaid section, and all, you know, all, all that stuff, just to get a feel for the, the, the resort. And um, we walked through gift shop. We were staying off property, so it was our, really only our only chance to walk through a hotel, you know, gift shop, basically. And um, I was uh, walking around and came across a coffee mug, like what Scott's saying. And I've got other Disney coffee mugs, but I came across one that, that is, is Baymax's head. And it's just, oh, it, yes. it, it's, it's shaped horribly for drinking anything out of, because it's shaped like a fishbowl, okay? <laughs> but I was like, this is so cool. Um, because it is, you know, it looks like Baymax's head. And I put it down and kept looking around and stuff like that. Well, when we were getting ready to head back to the, uh, to the camper we were staying in, um, my youngest son walks up to me and says, Here, Dad, I got this for you. And, I, oh, okay. And, you know, I, I, I opened the bag and dug it all out. And he had used his spending money and bought me that Baymax coffee mug that I picked up and, and, and was remarking how awesome it is. So I don't drink coffee out of it just because it, it's, 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 I've done it once and it's difficult to, to not wear your drink and then you have to try to clean it. <laughs> um, so it doesn't get used very often, which just keeps it in better condition because it does mean a lot to me because uh, he, he didn't want to spend the money on himself. He, he wanted to spend it on me that day. That's so. amazing. So yeah, that's probably that's my favorite uh, Disney creature. I, offici- I officially love that story. Um, Carly also wants to know. So this was kind of brought up in the last podcast, uh, but how would you imagineer booze into MK? So I want you to think of real quick one booth or one stand or one area where you would put alcohol. So Trenton, I'm gonna say let's take. Uh a big brand, national brand of uh, the legal moonshine and put a moonshine stand in Frontierland. You know what? That is perfect. And I want to I want to take it over to Tom Sawyer's Island because there's that cabin that occasionally is on fire when the fire's working, and the reason it's on fire is cuz his moonshine still blew up. Yeah, well that works then. Perfect. I love that. Mikey, what about you? Um, yeah, follow up that slice of fried gold while I get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, um, <clears throat> I was going to go Frontierland as well, but I don't think I can top the concept of moonshine because I was going a different route with that. So uh, it, the next logical place would be uh, Adventureland because you have the option for rum-based frozen drinks. Obviously the Dole Whip, which is already in three other parks Mm -hmm. and a resort. Uh, Why? I mean, just... just, Even if that's the only only thing you throw in there, I I think the only way booze would work is if there were, like, no more than three stands in the whole of the park. Like you said last week, keep it out of Fantasyland. Mm -hmm. Um... Just, I, I would almost not. I mean, I, I don't know how to work it. How how I would work it into Tomorrowland all that well. 
I see, and, and that's maybe one I I would do because I think if you took that, uh, if you took the area where that giant ship is, the uh, the stitch uh, prop or the flight of the navigator prop. Yeah, don't don't sully it up with, with I know, the stitch sorry. prop. We ain't talking about wannabe dogs this this episode. I have a photo for you, Mikey. We were at the Disney store today. And all the plushes were there, and they were grouped by categories because all the dogs were in one section. And guess who was there with Nana, with Lady, Tramp, Dante, with Stitch. And his pink girlfriend sidekick. I don't know who that is. Stitch. Is it really? I No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the pink one is called, but there's a pink girl Stitch. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, her name Stitch is Twitch the dogs. or Twatch. <laughs> no, um, Stitch up I your think Twatch. I, I, think, <laughs> <laughs> I think Tomorrowland could be a good location if you did like Glotinis, Glotinis, these space age drinks. Like, think of like the drinks you saw on Star Trek and Ten Forward. I, I think that a I, I think a, a stand there with some like glowing drinks, some like fun crazy drinks would be would be awesome. Yeah, that would that's how you that's how you'd work it in in Tomorrowland. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. The, yeah, glowy. It, it would have to be glowy in some sort of like novel concept. But you know what? Oh, you know, well, they're gonna put no. They're gonna put boba balls in it. Something with dry ice, so it smokes. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay. Like so that seems like a lot. So for a relative newbie, what are your must-try drinks that are relatively unique to Walt Disney World? Like who has so this? Get, who, who's this? This is Daniel Shigley. Shigley. Did you? I thought that was a bot. You approved that guy? Yeah. Sorry, Daniel. Okay, so <clears throat> so uh, so give me a drink that he should. He's a. It's a must-try drink when he goes down there. Same answer Wine every flight. time. Wine flight. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the Le, Le Grand, Le Grand, Le Legere, Legion, Legion. What is it? Either. I mean, sugar cane mojito. If he listens to the show at all, I'm sure he oh already knows God. about that one. Or the green tea shots. <laughs> oh, I was going to say the uh, the Grey Goose Limon slushy in France and Epcot. That's a good one. That's a good one. Both of those are really good, and I don't fault you for getting uh, either one of them. I mean, the mojito. I've only talked about it till wit's end. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely mojito. Um, Mikey, what about you? Uh, because I only got a chance to really enjoy alcohol this last time I was down there, mm-hmm. and um. I'm trying to remember what I consumed. And I gotta say, if you don't drink a Lapu Lapu, I think you get kicked out of the group. Yeah, that's a must. The Lapu Lapu's a must. Hmm. I agree. Um, and that's and that's mine. Uh, that's mine too. If you've gone to Disney and you haven't had a Lapu Lapu, you definitely missed out. That's at the Tambu Lounge, by the way. They're Shigley. It is. You're a Disney newbie. So. <clears throat> and yep. you don't have to be a guest of the resort to have one they do travel you can take one damn near to Magic Kingdom almost <laughs> almost you to try. it I mean, you, oh, well no damn near I mean so the, uh, the the truth is you can take it on the monorail apparently well I mean who's gonna stop well no that was oh that, that was, was pre that right. was pre-security right. they may stop it well there's nothing metal in it sir yeah it's this so is you my can snack for later. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to be a drive-by fruiting. 
<laughs> oh, nice Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, if you're on Mont, was it monorail pink or red that had the door issue? Because then you could just pitch it out at somebody when you're cruising over the test track. Yeah, look, they're picking the roof down. Throw it in. Uh, Chris Trostel, the angry leprechaun, wants to know if you could each drink only one type of drink at Disney the whole time you're there, what would it be and why? Uh, so for this one, I'm going to say beer. I was going to say beer, too, because if you drink liquor it's, all day, you're done by, like, 2 o'clock. Well, and, and that, and, like, if you're at, like, for me, like, whiskey is a, uh, is like a pre-dinner drink and an after-dinner drink. It's not a during-dinner drink. Or a park me. drink. Or a park drink. So I would say beer. Beer is so versatile. Um, and, I, and, like, I can't drink wine in the heat because... Just doesn't end up well. Yes, Mikey. See, I hear that question, and I I don't go alcoholic. Um, uh, we might have to okay, kick Mikey so, off the show, Scott. I don't so, know how this works. Yeah. So if you if you want to be our fifth host, um, <laughs> I, I, send your applications to three sheets to the mouse at gmail.com. The, the questions if you don't, you got one drink, and I you know. If I'm drinking an alcoholic drink all day long, I'm going to end up barfing up my Mickey, my premium Mickey bar behind the bushes, okay? Where the trains are driving through there, up in the Germany area. Well, he didn't, he didn't, now he did not specify, you know, drink after drink and you can't stop. But it's I, just, if, if you have five drinks in the entire trip, you can only drink this type. You're overanalyzing, Mikey. No, I'm yeah, not. I, I I still really like the uh, the jumbo juice, or whatever that stuff is at Tusker House. That pog juice. Pog juice. Pog God, juice. I love it. It's good. It really it's better is. with rum, and tequila. It's good with tequila I, too. I, but see, okay, if I had to get one, it, again, it, it would be beer. Fine, I'll just yeah. not yeah. answer the question. Do you know that he's asking? <laughs> it, it would it would be a beer, and it wouldn't be the green thing from the Pandori. I'm um, still gonna try it in November. It's it would, um, I would have beer because you can have a beer everywhere. And you can get a different beer at every different place you go to. So, b- b- beer too- is the most versatile drink you can get down there. I think. Speaking of IPAs, this IPA is not very good. It's okay. It's not hot. It's not as like it, it's not done well. I think. I don't think it's their best beer. And it's that would be the the, the castaway for those that can't see us at home. Well, that'll that'll get. I was cut. probably gonna get oh. cut. I thought. Yeah, little little things like that get cut. I was I was trying um, to keep it in there for you, Scott, so you didn't have to. I don't mind cutting th- cutting that. Uh, Monica Rob wants to know if you could have a drink with any Disney legend, who would it be and why? Oh. And, and now I clarified this because all three of us would immediately say one person, and that's Walt. Yeah, all these other hard-hitting questions, you couldn't leave me one fucking softball. No, no. This has to be someone other than Walt. So, I'll, I'll give you some time to think about it, Trenton. Uh, um, my Disney legend would be the guy that climbed the Tree of Life. <laughs> I don't think he got very far. Yeah. Still a fucking um, legend, though, right? To me, I... What constitutes a legend? Hang on. Is it someone who has worked for WDW or just a legend even in their films? No, no, out? someone who has been inducted as a Disney legend. I don't. There's have an a actual list of category. That. There's an actual category. Okay, for Okay, then Disney I'm just going to start throwing names out when it's my turn. You tell me when I'll I get let one you... right. Kurt Russell. All right, I'll t- 
Kurt Russell, definitely a Disney legend. Definitely a Disney legend. For me, I would say Fess Parker. Yeah, no one knows who my, that is. That's uh, Davy Cro- uh, Remus? No, no. It's Davy Crockett. <coughs> from, from the original movies. My bad. Davy Crockett. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know my... My older people, and I don't think I could have been any further off than that. <laughs> no, no, you could. I would say <laughs> Fest Parker for for a couple of reasons. One, um, I have I have very distinct memories of in California. My grandparents had Davy Crockett on uh, VHS, the original Fest Parker version, and it was this was really the start to Disneyland when Disneyland the TV series came on in the fifties to promote. Walt's building of Disneyland. Fest Parker's um, Davy Crockett adventures were a staple of that TV show. So it would be really cool to to meet an icon that I grew up love uh, loved watching the movie, loved watching the TV shows, uh, even had a coonskin cap. Um, as a as an eight year old boy, I that would be awesome. I would love to meet Fest Parker. So. Uh, Trenton, what about you? Uh, Kurt Russell. That was a real answer. Yeah. Uh, you know, a true story on Walt's deathbed, he wrote down four things for Roy to do. One of them was sign Kurt Russell to a lifetime Disney contract. And he did. Mm-hmm. And he was with the company, and he's still with the, still with the company today. He does a lot of work with Disney. Um, one of my favorite Kurt Russell uh, TV shows is when he takes the Osmond Brothers around Disney World or Disneyland in 1970 yeah 1970 the opening opening of the Haunted Mansion great TV show YouTube it it's awesome Mikey okay first Jim Varney yes is he a legend so in any way I mean he did have his own half hour special on the freaking uh Splash Mountain Grand opening. No, no, Jim Jim Varney is not a Jim Varney is not a Disney legend. All right, so move on. Okay, next Tim, one. Is Tim Allen a Disney legend? Yes, he is. Good. I don't want to have a drink with him. Why? Because I want to have a drink with the genie. Robin Williams? Yeah, he's a Disney. You, yeah, you don't even look that shit up, man. Flubber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the class of two thousand nine. Yeah, that 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 gentleman right there. I would have a whole slew of questions to ask him and they wouldn't a damn one of them be about Disney unfortunately but that wasn't the question it was which legend because yeah. uh, I want to ask him what it was like being Cuba Gooding Jr.'s dad in a movie <laughs> that is an underrated film it is I forget it the is. name of it right now was it radio yeah no, no. that would have been Ed Harris Ed Harris that's right who wasn't really his daddy, but was his protectorate, the coach. No, it was the, it was the movie uh, about colors. Something about colors. Yeah, I don't know. It is, is a good movie. It, it, you'll cry. You will cry and bawl. I credit radio. Uh, you know um, what? Cuba didn't win anything for that, and that's a travesty. Bob Boyle wants to know, how can we get you guys to start talking about Star Wars in this episode? We kind of did. Uh, and his follow-up question, do you know how much time you wasted in this episode talking about Star Wars? Uh, that wasn't very long, actually. I wanna, yeah. I wanna, I wanna answer his question with the Bob. I tried, I tried, tried. to get Star. I, I have tried for Star Wars the last three episodes. Technically, 
and won three episodes before that, and it got vetoed. I've been trying to do a Star Wars episode, but... Uh, it wasn't vetoed by me. We will do Star Wars episodes, don't worry. There's some specials coming up. Uh, Jennifer Goodman wants to know, how did you all meet? We answered that uh, kind of on our... Uh, 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 how is the you know how did this come to be? Um, have we all met in person? I have met Tim and Adam in person. I have yet to meet Mikey and Trenton in person. Um, but you I, know I have what? not I'll... met. I have not met our current lineup in person. <laughs> I've met sixty percent of another podcast in person and fifty percent of another podcast in person. I've met a hundred percent of that podcast in person. I've cited the unicorn. I don't even know. Oh no, I I have met a hundred percent of a podcast. Not not sixty six. I have met a hundred percent of another podcast in person on one trip. Yeah. That's when I met fifty percent of the other podcast. Oh, Holy cow. That's right. They were all there. Yeah. I've met They Tim were all there. You have. And I met Kate, so I've met all of Malsalanius too. So I am Jennifer Jenna yeah. Jennifer wants to know, um, name your favorite personality trait about each other. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> I'll, I'll start with this. I like, I like Triton's enthusiasm. I really do. I think, but that's, but that's not the best personality trait about him. Um, in the short time I've known him, Trenton is the most fiercely loyal person you will ever meet. Um, he will, he would hockey fight someone for you. Oh yeah. So, so Trenton, I need you to come take care of my smoke detector. For those that can't see, I have a black and blue mark on my nose from my smoke detector. No, it's red. <laughs> well, it's reddish. Yeah. Um, Mikey, uh, Mikey is just the... I can't even describe Mikey. Mikey's just an awesome guy to sit and have a drink with. So my my favorite personality of, or personality trait about Mikey would be his enablerism. Enablerism. I was gonna say he's the glue. He's really the. He is the glue. And not having a filter. That's a good one too. Yeah, that, that is a good one. <laughs> like so basically, never... if I if I if I was anything, if I was any type of glue, I would be mucilage. <laughs> we, <laughs> the glue made from dead horses. That's, I'm, I'm dead horse glue. That's what I am. Had that Mikey, goofy what about looking rubber nipple on the end of it? Frenulum glue. Uh, what about That's, you, Mikey? Uh, well, I think that my, my best quality is um, I'm humble. Well, that's not the question. Oh, I thought we were talking about me. No, we. I mean, we are talking about you, but uh, about each other. Okay, uh, you know. What I love about Tritton is that he's not who he says he is. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Oh, he does. And he will hockey fight someone in an instant, even without provocation, necessarily. Yeah. But, um, but, but he, uh, when, when he says he loves you, it's, it's real. He doesn't throw it around. Okay. So, um, that's, that's his, 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 Trenton's best quality is that he is, you know, he's on fleek. He's hundred. He's he keeping a real up in here. Um, I know. And 
I think I think Scott's best quality has to be his hair. Oh yeah. Oh duh. <laughs> duh. It is it is glorious, even though it's covered by a hat tonight. Scott is is um he's organized. He's the one who uh he, he, he begins and he's ends. He's our alpha and our omega. He has the beginning and the end. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Scott's like the he's got the leader. But no one else wants to talk when we're all just sitting here. You don't hear the edited out parts, but we're all just sitting here being quiet and waiting for somebody to say something. Scott will always take charge. And I don't know if that's because he likes the sound of his own voice or if he's a leader. You guys can decide. Leonardo is my favorite Ninja Turtle, so. <laughs> that makes sense then. It's, you know what, it's the, ty- it's the, it's weird. I have a type A personality when it comes to work, but my lifestyle is very much a type B personality. Okay, so what sucks is there's five of us. Yes. Okay. You know where I'm going with this right now, since you mentioned so Ninja have... Turtles. Which, oh, that, I'm, I, am I Master Splinter? Uh, no, you just said you're Leonardo. Okay, I'm Leonardo. Who's Master Splinter? Oh, no! Tim is Master Splinter. Okay. I'm pretty sure we know who Raphael is. That would be Trenton. Yeah, so. you know what? This works, because you're Michelangelo, and Adam is Donatello. Wait, why am I Raphael? <laughs> <laughs> You're cool but rude. <laughs> that I'm a party actually, dude. Leonardo leads. Donatello shit. does machines. Mind, mind blown. We just we just listed our personalities as Ninja Turtles. As Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and really, that's the best parts about us. So if Disney could could get that IP and fix it, we could just do a show about it. I would say we could do a shirt, but yeah. Oh, we should do a shirt, Mikey. That's your job. It's not that easy. You can say that. Let's do a job, but I mean, let's, the extent let's do of a my, shirt. My, my abilities would just be taking Ninja Turtles and putting our little caricature heads over some shells yeah. and be like, "I hey, have a shirt." <laughs> no, dude, uh, you, you just gotta like uh, Photoshop a beard on one. Yeah, and hair on four. It'll work. Come on, dude, just do it. Um, <laughs> Chris, Chris is back, and he wants to know what did Scott drink before he became a bushy dude, a bougie dude, um, spelled wrong. Uh, before the high end liquor, Such I'll a be honest, dude. Uh, I'll be honest, Chris. I Hang have on, been, keep reading because there may be a reply. There is. Uh, he go. Mikey replied to this, bro. Do you listen to the show? Show, Scott, love Schlafly. He's from St. Louis. Did I read that right? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, Sean Connery. Uh, no, I I was introduced to Scotch by my uh, my uh, my boss at the time in in like 2010 uh, when I first had Johnny Walker Black, and since then it's been uh, it's been a whirlwind of learning to like scotch or kind of experimenting with scotch to then I really blame Mikey for this and introducing me to the whiskey vault. And, um, yeah, it's been just downhill ever since. You're welcome. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I mean, I've always had wine, beer and wine was always my thing. And then I learned to like scotch and, um, and I'll be honest, Chris, m- m- most of my bottles are bottom shelf matters. So, um, his question though was before scotch, 
and whiskey. What did you drink? Be- beer and wine. Wine. Budweiser, right? Typically, which uh, beer? Look, uh, it was, you know what? It was always kind of like... Keystone White? No, hoppy IPAs. I, I do like IPAs. And I still like wine. Wine is, uh, is a, always a go-to favorite, especially with dinner and a good steak. Um, Jennifer Goodman's back. She wants to know, what's the top three things on your Disney bucket list right now? Uh, Mikey. Dinner with Bob Lasseter. <laughs> um, no, he, should, he won't hug you inappropriately. <laughs> no, that's uh, his. That's his cousin, John. Yeah, John. My Bob's just a, the bean counter. Um, <laughs> no, my my Disney bucket list. Yeah, I'm getting to check it off in October, going on a Disney cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know, I I can honestly say that one of the other things that I wanted to do, like like after that one, but since I can't really count it as a bucket list thing because I'm getting ready to do it. I know. I want to go to a, a, a Disney resort that's not at a park, like Aluani in Hawaii or something like that. Um, I which, was just about to say, that was that's my bucket list. It's Aluani. Uh, to, to be 100% honest, and, and, and after going through the Make-A-Wish training, you're not supposed to uh, leave the witness by you know pointing your kid towards something you want to do. But I was trying to steer Boston towards asking to <laughs> go stay there. Um yeah, but hey, you know, um, the Bahamas are fun. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I could think of on my bucket list would be um, to go back to Disneyland. I haven't been there in almost 20 years. I would love to see how it's changed in the last 20 years. Uh, Trenton, what about you? So I think my first one is a chef's table at Victorian Alberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two would be... Uh, going to Disneyland. I've never been to Disneyland. Oh, man. It's so much fun. And then uh, number three would probably be having the all-day tour guide in Disney World. The, uh, you know, get on every ride whenever you want. Go wherever you want. That would be awesome. Uh, Shan Nichols back. Trader Shan. What is the most expensive thing you've ever had to drink? Nautilus by far. <laughs> it's like a fifty dollar yeah. trick. <laughs> I haven't had that yet. I think mine. Yeah, mine would be um, Dalmore eighteen at the King Cole Bar in New York. That's oh, this is just expensive. in general. I I didn't know if it was at the World or not. Then that's my most expensive drink. The most expensive drink I've had at the World. Um. Probably a gla- uh, probably a glass of Fest Parker wine at California uh, Grill. That's that was like twenty five dollars. Yeah, Dalmore eighteen at the that was an anniversary drink. That was at the King Cole Bar. That was I think like forty two dollars or something like that. So worth it. That was so amazing. Mikey, what about you? You had, uh, you had, a, you had a Nautilus. <clears throat> no, I didn't. I, I I I sucked on someone else's Nautilus. And I'm not afraid to admit it. In a room full of strangers, I'm being stared at by some. Anyway, um, no, the the most expensive thing that um, I've ever had, I guess, would probably be the Legend with the, the that double of the Grand Marnier. That is like twenty seven bucks. Is it yeah. not? No, yeah. I think it's like it's like nineteen, no, it's, isn't it? No, it's no, like twenty one before. I think the when you put that double in there, you get close to the twenty five mark. 
easy. And uh, I just uh, want to want to say thank you for the sheeter that got it for me. Oh, thank nice. You, thank you. Yeah, so I then, typically drink anything you hand me. Well, yeah, I mean. We're that's, going Bear that's Grylls always in November, the, baby. That is always the right answer. Um, <laughs> so Russell Lawrence Cole then expanded on that and asked, what is the best value drink-wise on property? The McAllen flight at Rosen Crown. Bingo. That is the only answer. At I least the only know. answer for me. I don't I know. That it, bourbon no. tasting seemed like a pretty good deal if you can get into that. If the you DVC can get into bourbon that. tasting because there were snacks. True. Yes. Well, they were small snacks, but yes, there are snacks. That's why it's called um, a snack. The Legion is fifty. Noodles. By the way, the Legion is fifteen ninety six plus tax. Is that with the double shot? That's the, with the double shot. Yep. That doesn't Fair sound right, right at all. No, that wasn't right. Nope. Nope. That's nope. right. Nope. Because I I was there when 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 um, they hit total and uh, no. <laughs> it's definitely in the twenties. Without question. Hold on. All right. Well, while I find that. While we finds that, uh, Mikey, what's the worst thing you've had to drink? Be it in the world or. Um, I would say let's let's do in the world since we're the tap yeah. water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> it's it, it's at the same time it's the worst and the best thing because it just it. When it's time and you need something to drink and it's got to be wet water because it's so hot, you're and, and you go to the quick serve and get that cup of ice water. At that moment, it's the greatest thing ever. But then, as you get to the bottom of it, it's not cold anymore, and it then you really start tasting the Florida behind it. The Florida. Um, so I mean, that's because uh, alligators pee in it. Because I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna down talk any. Uh, alcoholic drink down there because I haven't had one that wasn't that was bad I, I mean I have had some that were better uh, than than others I'm, I'm not a margarita guy they don't do anything for me they do things to me but they don't do anything for me I don't see what the draw is to the the, the, the tequila tequilas so um, then I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the Legion because it is 1596 that's the, I'm talking the about regular the, one. I'm talking about the great, the Grey Goose Limon. Yeah, well, that's with an extra shot is like seven more dollars. The regular one is nine ninety six. The rate, the extra shot is fifteen ninety six. And they've lowered. I'm that going to, uh, I'm going to amend uh, our previous question and say the best value is Legion. That's just become the Legion. <laughs> yeah. Now that's is a that great, the one that that's a, because they serve it in two different. Sizes. Yes, it's, it's a bigger. It's a bigger size. It's actually a bigger size. It's super size, and then they put the shot on top of it. So yeah, it is, because it's, it's in almost the big like martini looking glass. Yeah, it's like getting a second Legion. That for... plastic one that the fucking stem comes off of. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Hold and it. Then I didn't realize that, and I picked it up by the top, and it fucking ripped off the bottom. And I tried to set it back down. <laughs> <laughs> it was stemless. <laughs> um, worst thing I've ever had in the world was during food and wine. Um, Oh. The fresh foods, uh, right there in that little area where there's grass, it was uh, blackberry mead. Tasted like malt liquor. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, the, that the, the shitty the thing light, the at lab? the light lab. Yep. 
that looked like one of them crazy popsicles or lollipops that you'd get there, like red faded into piss faded into green. Is that the one that they put came in a champagne flute with the boba balls? Yep. No, it it was three different colors of whatever layered on each other, and it came in a champagne flute with boba balls at the bottom of it. That was not good. My worst drink on property. Until they changed it, because the Dole Whip with rum. The Dole Whip with rum used to be. Yeah. I'm still kind of clenching. It's like sometimes when you wipe with TP and stand up before you pull out real quick and you get that little chunk of TP rips off and you're like, oh God, now I got to go in and get it. Oh God. And then, then, um, at, at that point, it becomes a salvage mission. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> so, so my worst drink used to be the Dole Whip with rum because they would float the rum on top of the Dole Whip and it just never mixed well. You got to stir and it then, up. And then, well, now they put it on the bottom, then they put the dough up in there, and now you can mix it up better. So, uh, it would the other spill one out is, of the sides. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. The other one, the the one thing I did not like was this, I want to say it was from uh, Founders. It was like some raspberry IPA. It was not good. It wasn't good. Too fruity. Disgusting. Over by the Imagination Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Ooh. The, the land cart. That's where it yeah, was. Well, like, in between the land. Question, yeah. Ugh. Don't do it. Uh, Shan Nichols also asked, what attraction that is no longer in the parks do you miss the most? Hmm. Maelstrom. Because <laughs> it's the only thing gone that I rode ever. Um, and yeah. I don't really miss it because, to be honest, it was kind of a one and done for me. It didn't... It didn't Anybody tell... who says that Maelstrom is better than Frozen is just lying to get attention. I mean, Maelstrom didn't tell... Well, it it told a story of a people, kind of, but that doesn't necessitate a ride. There were some Vikings and then a painting of some oil rigs, and then it was over. The whole oil rig room just didn't make sense to me. (laughs) First off, why not put an oil, a a scaled-down derrick right there in the water? Because they did. They did. There was a scaled painting. No, no, there was a Derek there that you mm, would pass sure by. There was a painting too, but I don't know. Yeah, no, because a, it had a flame coming out, and all I could think of is this is Disney. Can't we make a flame, a small flame coming out of a small Derek? No, no, they, well, they didn't have the flame, but there was an actual like physical rig next to you as you went through there. I will say I did like the end of that ride when you get off in that fishing village. That was pretty cool. Frozen, Frozen's fine. It's, it's, not a, it's not a ride that I have to do every time. I did it I once and done I'm, it yet. I did it I did it once and I'm like, uh, it's cool. My kids it's nothing right. worth doing. Oh the no, electronics are incredible. I couldn't get a fast pass for it. Yeah, because it probably yeah, we had a fast with pass the last time it. you were there it probably just came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a year old. It was last year. Trent, oh, what about you? What about um, you? What do you miss the most? So I don't think I've ridden any attractions that are close now. Um I guess I've had to bring one back that I'd never got to do. Um, I'm, I'm going to say... Captain as m- Much as everyone hates Figment, I wish I could see the original 15-minute Dreamfinder Figment. I don't think any. I don't think anyone hates Figment. Tim mm-hmm. and Adam... Tim and Adam a lot of people don't like Figment. Kid. The ride, not the character, the oh, ride. Oh, the ride, okay, yeah. Um, I wish I could I'm see the s- original in person. I've seen videos on, on YouTube, but... 
so this is a toss-up. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw two out here. Because one is the great movie, Red. I'm going to miss that. I love. I love. Oh, yeah, I wrote that. Yeah, that's a no, great no movie. Bueno. Right? Yeah. Um, but the other one I'm going to mention is Ice Station Cool. So before Club Cool became Club Cool, and it's just a room where you walk into through some sliding doors, Ice Station Zero was a themed walkthrough where you walk through this like northern polar excavation that was going on, and it was a really cool, cool. Get it? Uh, a walkthrough where you kind of walk through these like caverns uh, in the in the North Pole or in the South Pole. I don't know where, but and then you would finally get to to where you would get the sodas. It was a really great place, and uh, and now they just changed it to a room. They took away all the good theming to it. So I'd bring that back because that was awesome, and bring back the mezzo mezzo, which is or the mezzo, mezzo mix from Germany, which is just. Coke orange, because that's awesome. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to blow your guys' minds really quick. And I'm going to say, did anybody think about the original movie in Soren before it was Soren? I was movie? just thinking oh, of that, yeah. but it's they still got it in Disneyland. Yeah, but he, but uh, but Chan said you could do you could do that. You could still bring it back to Disney World, and I would definitely bring it back. Yeah, in the you updated know, form, in the updated yeah. form without the yeah. pubes. Yes. Um. Matt Holmes says, if you had to choose one place for your family to eat and you're not on the meal plan, where would you go to? Is there no budget? Oh, you know, well, no, I bet there is a budget. Your family. you you got to imagine you have, like, five people. I'm going to, what is it, uh, Trails End? Yes, I want to go there. Because that is the... That's like the best value, cheapest buffet on property. No characters, Mm -hmm. but it's just good southern food. You got, I think there's ribs, brisket, uh, fried chicken, meatloaf, mashed potatoes, you know, stuff like that. And it is all you care to enjoy. Yeah. Frozen Crown. Yeah. I'm going to piggyback on that kind of and say uh, Raglan Road. I love that. We went there for lunch. It was awesome. Couple more from uh, from Trader Shan here. Um, do you remember what your first drink ever was? Mm-hmm. All right, first drink at Disney or first drink ever? Let's keep it Disney, guys. All right, keep it Disney. Uh, first no, no, I I honestly don't. Because it would have been in two. Uh, you know what? Actually, I do. I do. Go ahead. I I do know mine. Mine was the Captain's Mai Tai over at uh, Caribbean Beach, because that's where we were staying uh, on property. The Mai Tai over there. Just the standard Disney Mai Tai. I think mine was a Kingfisher Lager in Animal Kingdom. I think. Mikey? You know, I can tell you exactly what my first drink was. It was, it was on the only first... It was the only drink you had, wasn't it? No. No, no, I had several on our first trip, but I swore I wasn't going to because the prices were just so damn high. But um, after dealing with people for an entire day and my kids and the heat, as soon as I got back to the uh, resort, I went right down into the (laughs) all-star sports. I went right down to the gift shop, walked in and grabbed a tall boy. (laughs) <laughs> Which of one Bud was Light. It? It's Bud Light. Oh, I, just, I just grabbed God. a tall boy. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't have an appreciation for beer at that point in my life. 
I just grabbed a oh. tall boy, I walked up, I paid for it, and when I got back to my room, I threw the empty can away. Jesus. It, was, it was, as Brant would call it, it was a walking beer. Oh, those are good, though. <laughs> and good. Uh, that's, that's you know... Now, the next night, I, I went to the pool barn and got, like, the... Uh, whatever the, the Long Island thing they make is, you know. Oh, yeah, the, their Long Island iced tea. Yeah, and, and that was, you know, whatever. I probably would have been happier if I had just gone back and grabbed another beer. But I, specifically, yes, it was a tall boy of Bud Light. That was my first drink on property. And so I relish it. So Jennifer Goodman wants to know, what is one thing that drives you crazy about each other? Because, look, we're, we, are, we are like brothers. We love each other, but sometimes we all get on each other's nerves. Um, I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> Scott likes to make me look dumber than I really am. That is not true. It is true. He doesn't like to do it. Okay, I he, have. He to. is in tears every time he does it because he knows. <laughs> oh, I don't like doing this, but damn it, you're the cold opening again, and it's going to be out of context, and people will laugh. But it's funny. It's all funny. But no, Trenton. Mikey, you're my witness. It is champing at the bit. <laughs> See? <laughs> I said champing at the bit in the last episode. Everybody Let, listened to it. I, it I also want to put it as I said it. As soon as I said it, everybody goes, no, it's chomping. You're an idiot. Oh, my God. If we didn't go on for like five minutes on that, I would have kept it in. But it was like five minutes of Mikey singing Queen. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. It wasn't five minutes because... Well, then, I would well, have it, had, it, it wouldn't have been discussion. five minutes because I would have had to lead into that song with another one bites to dust. <laughs> um, which the, which leads to one. Uh, well, I, I guess. Uh, Are we about to fight on the end of the episode? No, we're not going to fight. No, we're not going <laughs> to fight. Oh, Mikey's we're, getting naked. Mikey's getting naked, and that's that's one thing that doesn't bother me about Mikey at no. all. I don't. I don't know. I don't really. I don't really have anything that drives me crazy. I don't really have anything that drives me crazy. It's, I mean, I guess we're probably still in the honeymoon phase, so. For the record, I haven't put out. No, he hasn't. Well, we've seen your nipples. We've seen your nipples. That's good enough. Yeah, it's pretty close. Um, which leads to kind of the next question, which is Shan's. Uh, how much of a weekly recording do we have to edit out? It's it's really not that much. It's maybe like thirty to twenty to thirty minutes, probably on an average, and that's only because there's some sort of like banter that's completely unrelated because we just start talking uh, on an absolute unrelated tangent, and for time purposes, it can get cut. I want to um, also throw the fact out there to Shan. The answer is probably not enough. <laughs> All things yeah. considered, we probably don't cut out enough shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have two-hour episodes. Now, Most podcasts are like that 45 minutes. Scott's got down to two hours that we recorded for five hours. So it's definitely not an average. <laughs> it's... Well, well, we, we've been on a chat for five hours. We don't, we, the longest recording we've done is like three and a half. And I cut that down to like two and a half. Yeah, remember back in the old days, Scott, when we would just make that two separate episodes? Yeah. I'm also better at editing, so. <laughs> Sorry, that's the smoky <laughs> Joe talking. 
<laughs> um, you know what? This no longer tastes uh, like smoky? ball flap, mud flap anymore. Um, it's not great, but but it doesn't. No, it's okay now, Trenton. You should have given it more. Uh, Russell Lawrence Cole wants to know how do you recreate the magic at home? Is it acceptable for him to insist on consuming all beverages out of my new Nautilus? Yes, Russell, it is absolutely acceptable. That is totally fine. It is encouraged. Because you are now a member of the Three Sheets Navy. You are. I need to make patches. You should. Trent, what about you? How do you keep keep a Disney at home? Uh, Me and Stephanie tried to uh, keep our our Disney at home, uh, keep the magic at home. We we try to watch a new Disney movie, and by new, I mean one that we haven't seen. Uh, we really try for once a week. It normally ends up being once every two weeks, probably. Um, just experiencing a new Disney or Pixar movie, generally. Let me tell you, man. Davy Crockett. F- watch it. Fast Parker, 1954, nope. 55. Watch it. Nope. It's good. Did Davy Crockett have a daughter? No, two boys. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Well, if he'd had a daughter, she could have been a Disney princess because he is... King of the Wild Frontier. He is King of the Wild Frontier. He is. Yes, he is. Watch it. Trenton, watch it. It's good. It's good. Uh, What about you, Mikey? How do you keep a Disney at home? Uh, Well, you know, I'm the admin of this little Disney-oriented Facebook group. And that keeps it Disney for me pretty much all day, every day. Um, We don't, like, have Disney motif hanging everywhere and stuff like that. Yeah. And we never have time to sit down as a family and watch movies because there's, there's so many people everywhere. But, uh, you know, my wife and I are able to interact in our Facebook group and plan our next trip with other people and, you know, talk about the news that's coming out and just get excited about that. Because if you just, if you just consume some Disney every day, that yeah. keeps you going and just keeps it all, all the more magical. And you don't have to consume it and like what it tastes like. You know, sometimes you can be unhappy with it yeah and talk about how how you would change it because you know disney has everybody bugged yeah it's if you have the my disney experience app they're listening they are no they Um, are i've there's a youtube video it's all about it they are that that actually will use a microphone on your device yeah see we um for for andrew and i we keep at disney home we watch youtube videos uh we've been on a kick of watching all the dvc stuff on youtube all the resorts checking out where we want to stay but we'll watch just things about the park we'll watch tim tracker we like that i like tim tracker um we watch a, a number of different youtube channels the uh, the neverland family happiest happiest vlog on earth i, I think that what they are uh we make disney recipes at home all the time um, we try to buy Disney wines. Fest Parker has a wine that, that is sold here at uh, Bottle King. Um, we, we just, uh, I mean, both of us, when I, when I married her, I did not, in, I did not show her my Disney side until, uh, about a year after she's like, do you want to go to Disney? And I said, yes, let's uh, do it. Maybe. And then uh, let, let's see what we can work out. And then that turned into sh- like seeing how much she loved it and then i was like i can be me and now i think she regrets that <laughs> yep she's like oh no this is not the scott that i married Murd. uh but no she uh we are a disney family our our family is all about disney um 
Two two questions left, real quick. Uh, Trenton, what is your favorite sports team? Can it be my local hockey team? Yes. Uh, the South Carolina Stingrays. Okay. So, Mikey, what is your favorite sports team? Uh, who's popular right now? Are you not like a... I know you're a sports fan. Yeah, but I don't claim allegiance to teams. I like players. I'm that kind of guy, you okay. know? Okay, all right. That'll be easier for you. All right, so Trenton, real quick. Who's on your Mount Rushmore of the Charleston Stingrays? Brett Mariarty, Rob Kincannon, Trevor Gillies, Marcus Perrier. That's it. You get four. Okay. Mikey, who's your Mount Rushmore of all sports? You got the... Uh, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Michael, Jordan, Larry Bird. Oh, that was easy. Mm. I'm going to take... I'm going to take Perrier out and say Nate Kaiser instead. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Nobody knows who the fuck it doesn't because I don't know who those are. Yeah, <laughs> they should make them listen to the show and they'll they'll get a shout out. Because uh, Anthony Fernandez asked, um, "Who's my St. Louis Cardinals Mount Rushmore?" And this is a tough one because there's been a lot of players. So I'm going to say obviously Stan, Stan Musial, uh, Bob Gibson, Lou Brock, and Ozzie Smith. Those are you got to go, Ozzie Smith. Ones. Yeah, I I have a signed ball of him right up there. Uh, Mark I, he lives in my there, dude. This is not even. Or is he more than A's? More A's? No? Come on, dude. I've met Mark McGuire a bunch of times because, again, he lived in St. Louis while he was playing there. Um, I wanted to put Albert... This is a hard one. I, sa- I said this is going to be hard. I wanted to put Albert Pools on there. But the four I named are Cardinals for life. And that is a big deal. Scott they have statues. Ugh. They have statues for a reason. Roland would have been a good one, but yeah. Scott Rowland should be a Hall of Famer, and he's not, and that's a travesty. Tyranny. It's tyranny is what it is. It is it's tyranny. tyranny. I fucking hate the Hall of Fame, and that's a it's whole a other show. Um, uh, it's okay. not this show. No, it's not. Shan Nichols has the last question of the night, Good and this God, is a very did important did he do one. anything else today? <laughs> <laughs> he likes... He knows he this to... wasn't a live show, right? Like, he's not there right now still <laughs> typing shit in. He wanted to know a lot of things. So this, and this is, I think, the most important question of the night. What got you into Disney? Um, I was always... So, my stepmother at the time was really... Her family was from Florida, so I started going. I didn't really appreciate it then. And then I met Stephanie now, and her parents were DVC. And uh, I would say our relationship really got me into Disney. It made us... It was something we could do together that we both really enjoyed, and it's kind of blossomed into... You know, every vacation we go on is to Disney. So, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mikey? A healthy tax refund got me into Disney. But were you like, were you oh. a Disney? Were you a Disney fan before Disney? I or before going to, to Disney to, World that first time. I was a fan of what I imagined Disney World to be. Okay, because growing up, um, I'd been to Six Flags. I've been to So Daughter City, been to other, you know, theme parks. But Disney was just that, 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 you know, always that step above that growing up, um, my parents, uh, it was just never attainable for us. And it was never even talked about. It was never, hey, let's go to Disney or, hey, let's try that. You know, it was just, we, we just didn't do that. It wasn't a thing. So when um, Stephanie and I started talking about it 
and I had a friend that I worked with. He's a sheeter that I'm sure doesn't listen to the podcast because he has a real job and a family, and he, you know, he, he adults a lot and doesn't partake of any alcoholic beverages. Um, but my friend Brent um, went to Disney and came back from his honeymoon with his wife, and they stayed, I think, at the Caribbean Beach Club. Really enjoyed it and was talking about it. I was like, yeah, we want to go. Oh, you got to go. You got to go. And it, was, it only cost us this much. And I'm like, it only cost you that much? Fuck. <laughs> Um, but we went and, uh, it, it, it by far and away surpassed, um, our expectations. And and, I mean, I had done a lot of research, like a lot of research. So I knew what I was getting into, but it still was, it's larger than life. And I think people that go there and they don't like it, um, are, are the kind of people that just don't have a lot of joy in their lives or they don't allow it in, they don't smile. You know, you've seen people who just the look on their face says they don't smile much. Yeah, yeah. So that's what, that's that's my take on, on I went to Disney and I came back grinning from ear to ear. I was whistling zippity doo dah out of my asshole. Yeah, it'll do that to you. I, I Look, I think everyone's heard my... Um, my uh, my love for Disney, and that's um, that started with my grandma. Uh, she was uh, she was the one that that introduced me to Disney. She would take me to Disneyland all the time. Everything about life through my grandma and grandpa was Disney. I mean, um, we would make Mickey Mouse pancakes before going to Disneyland uh, all the time. It was just you know, it was just. I guess her happy place and she she really shared that with me and I was kind of the only grandchild that really truly loved it my sister and brother did not love it at the time and my brother still hates Disney to this day uh, we could not be more diametrically opposed um, so I would say you know I've, I've said it on the show uh, Grandma Fran she was the she was the reason that I love Disney today to this day so uh, that's that's where my where mine starts. I want to thank you guys for joining us this week on Three Sheets of Mouse. We had a lot of fun. We love the questions. But we loved getting. Uh, we like we like that you can get to know us from time to time. I think I think our personality kind of shines on the podcast. Um, it's it, you know this is a good way for for you guys to get to know a little bit more about us and maybe we'll you know if you have a question don't you know don't hesitate to go over to the facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash three sheets and uh and you know ask us a question on there get to know us uh so trenton what is one what is one thing give me give me one little tidbit of knowledge that the sheeters don't know about you one little tidbit of knowledge that the sheeters don't know about me Huh. Like here, here we go. How about how about this? Favorite movie of all time. Since it's since it's Oscar Sunday, favorite movie of all time. Uh, my favorite movie of all of all time is Hot Fuzz. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's I solid. Love, I love the Cornetto trilogy. Uh, I love, I love that. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost have been an uncanny duet of. Uh, it's such a great rapport they yeah, have. Yeah, it's other. it's amazing. Of talent, Mikey. What about you? It's going to sound cliche, I guess, but uh, give me the Goonies. See, I, I, you know what? It just doesn't resonate with me. 
uh, it, I, it, it, it hits on everything. And you know what? If you go back and watch it now, it hits even harder <laughs> as an adult. Um, just, yeah, I can, I can, if I'm flipping channels and it's on, that's where I'm, you know, I'm shifting into park because, uh, I don't care whether I'm catching the last 10 minutes where they're on the island and, and, you know, their homegirl is getting a pin out of the bag, and a pin, you know, because once an ink pin and then there's the jewels, uh, freaking, you know, mouth is trying to translate. True fact, when that, um, premiered in Mexico, they dubbed her with Italian. Really? Yes. Interesting. Instead of Spanish. That way they wouldn't think of her as, oh, she's lower class because she's Hispanic. So oh. so all, all, of, all of those lines were, uh, were Italian. Interesting. Um, for me, this is a tough one, but I want to say, I'm going to say um, Goldfinger. It was one of the first... It's one of the first James Bond movies I've ever watched, and um, love it. Love James Bond. That was the first time that Fat Bastard made his appearance, right? Oh, the first thing I thought. Yeah. God. I whoop my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. <sighs> Philistines. But anyways, uh, Mikey, what's cooking over at uh, Magical Meltdown? <laughs> uh, the burners are on low heat right now while I'm, uh, I've am i got ideas that are simmering. You have a Ninja Turtle idea. Yeah, well, I've also got one from my <laughs> wife that just came across the text message a minute ago, and I'm like, should I got too many ideas? I do have, okay, I've, I've got a figment shirt design. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I'm probably going to end up wearing in November. And you should. I, I've I've also got. I think you should wear in October. And in I October. I could wear it in October. Yeah, uh, I've got another one that I don't. I, I've got one I really want to make that I just have. It's an Epcot, and uh, it's, it's 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 a spaceship Earth design, and I just really want to make it. I just haven't sat down and and sketched it all out and and, and fleshed it through. So I've got I've got there's some stuff going. Uh, nothing new happening over at the um, storefront right now for drinkwares. Um, uh, some stuff in the works, some retro stuff in the works, some old school, some closed down parks type stuff like the old. Ooh, uh, that's always exciting. Old River Country, uh, maybe nice. make an appearance where you know because you can't buy that shit anymore. Yeah, um, that's exciting. So yeah, that hey, you know what? It's 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 a, what a date, what what a time to be alive. Yeah, this is like the magical meltdown decade. That's a Disney decade reference, there, buddy. Michael Eisner. Never mind. Uh, Trenton, give me some closing remarks. Uh, I'm just glad to be on this episode, to be honest with you. I didn't think it was going to happen. I had to run out and buy a laptop yesterday and hope that the internet in this uh, this hotel I'm in would work. And uh, it all came together. I'm glad I got to do this AMA with everybody. Uh, everybody that has questions, we appreciate your input. And hopefully uh, we'll do one of these soon for uh, Tim and Adam. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do one with Tim and Adam. Because... Uh, they are like a, an, an enigma wrapped in a mystery shrouded in uniqueness. Also with bacon, jalapeno, and cream cheese. No, nope, no bacon. You know that. No bacon. Mm-mm. Well. Fine. Or lobster. No bacon and no lobster. Or bones. Or bones. <laughs> That's right. No pork chops. <laughs> no pork chops. No T-bones. No, <laughs> no, he'll eat pork chops. He won't eat a T-bone. And he won't eat a chicken wing. <laughs> 
Uh, but Mikey, give me some closing remarks tonight. I got notes. You have notes? <clears throat> yes, I have notes. Last night was the first ever Three Sheets Nation game night. That's not true. Yeah, the public Three Sheets Nation <laughs> game that we opened up to cheaters, okay? We've all gotten together and played various games. But last night we, we opened it up into the uh, into the Facebook group, and uh, I had uh, we had we had Carly, Jennifer, Rachel, my wife Stephanie, uh, Shan, Brian, and even my my boy Boston got in there. We played some silly little game, and I'm just going to say it was uh, it was a hoot. I'm glad they all came and joined up with us. Um, it was it was it was good fun, and we're definitely going to do more of those type game nights you know going forward in the future it was great uh to have all the cheaters together that their actual personalities blended really well or with with each other and it's the exact same people there on the facebook group we had a chat server going where we didn't have to type we could all just talk to each other it was it was a whole lot of fun and uh i'm I'm gonna say uh pay attention We'll, we'll we'll make some events that that way they'll you know be up front on the page for you to see and we'll try to mix the games up and stuff like that uh also as i mentioned before by the time this show airs if it comes out on friday um friday i will be driving home to be with my family and the next time i record i will be back in the nipple cave sweating my ass off every week again the fucking nipple cave Trent, so, uh, aren't you aren't you incredibly excited to see these nipples? Oh my god, I cannot wait. <laughs> this, you know what? I will even slap them around a little bit to get them nice and pinked up for you. Pinked up. <laughs> oh god. I mean, you've heard of the rose gold Mickey ears or mini ears? <laughs> oh my god! No, stop! <laughs> no. Visions of sugar plums are now dancing in my head. Well, I mean, they're bigger than plums. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, Trenton, you're in for a world that you have never seen before. No, I've seen Mikey's nipple before, just one. So it's, it's okay to touch yourself while I'm talking. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, uh, you know what? If you if you want to join the shenanigans that we have on the show, <laughs> if you want more of that. <laughs> if you want more of that definitely head over to the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets. It is a, it is a, an amazing place filled with Disney fun, debauchery, booze, but most of all family. Um, it really is a wonderful place to be. And there's so many great cheaters. Uh, thank you all of you guys for your questions tonight. It helped fuel the show. It helped, uh, get to get to know us a little bit better. So thank you everyone. If you want to check us out on uh, on uh, Instagram and Twitter, we're at Three Sheets Podcast. Go over there, follow us, give us a like. Um, check out our photos there. We'll post them from time to time. Photos in the park, photos from keeping it at Disney at home. And tag us in your photos. Tag us how you keep it at Disney at home. Make sure you tag us. Um, if you want to if you wanna share the show, that's the best way for other people to find us. The best way is to to just put on your Facebook, hey, I'm listening to Three Sheets to the Mouse. It's a Disney podcast. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. You know, post the show, uh, post the link to the show. Uh, you can share it right from your podcast app. Um, and if you're in that podcast app, give us a like, give us a rate and review. You know, let us know how we're doing. If you like, 
if you like Mikey's uh, nipples, they're huge. Let, let them know. Let them know. Well, they're they're primarily areola. Yes. From all of us here at Three Sheets of the Mouse, thank you for making our show part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time, this time, and until next time, so long for just a while. All, all he can think about is my areolas right now. <laughs> well, your your areolas are in my head. They really are. <laughs>